Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Spawn of Me podcast. This is episode 220 of our show. Thank you, everybody, coming to hang out this week and every week and coming to hang out in Chicago. I'm your host, Kali Adams, and I'm joined this week and every week. My man, my mellow, the smoothest kind of fellow, the man who makes mini froze look good, the man who makes, oh my goodness, moving look good. It is Sharif Jackson, SharifJackson.com. How are you doing, sir? Uh, I don't know if moving looks good to me. Um, moving looks like a mess. Move, moving looks like a lot of money. Uh, and moving looks like a lot of uh, a, a lot of working out, which I guess is a pro because I've been really bad about the gym. Uh, but I'm definitely gonna, definitely gonna get a workout because we're not moving far. We're literally moving across the street. Um, which means that I'm going to be carrying a lot of the stuff back and forth. So I'll at least get a workout, you know what I'm saying? So, Hey, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll like count that as, 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 as my second quarter gym visit. Then we'll wait for the third quarter for my next gym visit. Oh, nice. 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 You're going to be, you'll be walking around. You're going to be diesel. You're going to be walking around shirtless like Donald Glover in the next, in the next episode. I'm sure. Hey man, I, I can't dance like Donald though. So like I, I might be making an attempt, but I'll look like a drunk man walking down the street shirtless. <laughs> like somebody helped them. <laughs> He's doing his best Martin, Martin Lawrence with a sweatshirt. On. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This, this is America for real. Oh my God. Stumbling around. Oh my God. Also with us this week and every week, the dopest with the mostest, it is our Duchess of Diversity, the CEO, Grand Poobah, of I Need Diverse Games. It is Tanya to pass. What up, Tanya? Nothing. Trying to uh, get things out the door. You know, dealing with uh, the book that uh, Sharif is also in. Um, you know, since you're being all modest down there in that corner. Um Dealing with that because it's less than a month till the book is out, and I'm kind of freaking out. Are you are you freaking out? It's like a you, little bit. All the duck, all the ducks in a row, though. You 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 gotten all knocked out and, and did all the due diligence and have all the cool things in all the spaces, right? So I, I figure you'll be good. Yeah, yeah. It, the thing is, once it's out in the open, once it's out in the world, there's nothing I can do about it, and then you have to deal with the reviews. Uh, yeah, but you know. Take the good, you take yeah. the bad, you take it all in there, you have the facts of life. No? I mean, I mean, the cover looks amazing. I'm super excited. I'm super hyped. I'm super hyped. Because this is, this is like a big deal. This is like huge. Just took a lot of time to get together. This is like a super cool project that you've been working on for a long time. I, I want you to be able to like take some time and like talk about it and like give folks at home like the old kind of overview. If you want to take the time now and do it, or you want to wait till like later, I mean, I can. The book is done. It's go. It should be at the printers now. You know, as long as nothing else needs to be corrected last minute. Um, but quickly, um, the book is called Game Devs and Others Tales from the Margins, and it is an anthology of people's stories that are in the industry and on the adjacent to the industry about what's like to be marginalized. It goes everywhere from almost a, a fictionalized account of kind of life in the studio. To very real, in-depth, you know, I'm tired of microaggressions from Sinead Bryant. Uh, Sharif has an essay in there if you want to talk about your own essay, so I don't botch Mm -hmm. the summary. Um, But we have Steven Spohn from uh, Able Gamers as well. There's a lot of really, really good people who have given their time and their words to this. And um, my pinned tweet has all the info on, on how to get the book. So, and I'm sorry for the pricing. I had no control over that. 
<laughs> word word i'm excited and i hope that uh when when it does come out everyone goes and cops it and puts it on their bookshelf and they have it with a nice little like you know the like book lights and you put the like book lights directly over it and it like shines directly just on that one book <laughs> yeah all, and all the other books feel shitty because they didn't get any light love wow like that's the way i want that's the way i hope that 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 people will cop the book and like celebrate it and stuff like that so that's dope 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 Shreve, talk about your essay yeah, so I wrote a uh, essay um, uh, kind of comparing these two different places that I used to play arcade games at when I was younger. Um, there was sort of a, a, a laundromat and a pizza place that had kind of diff- different kinds of sort of uh, people in them. Um, and I kind of use that as a metaphor to talk about how how I used to feel kind of closed off about being a gamer um, versus how now I'm just open like, yeah, yeah, this is what I do, son. You know, um, <laughs> so I kind of use like uh, both of those experiences to like talk about, you know, kind of the evolution of my gaming and nerd career, you know. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I had a g- good time uh, uh, actually writing it and I'm glad that uh, it was selected. So I'm super excited. Word. We have such dope people on our show. They do multifaceted dopeness is what you get here at Swanomy. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited for all the projects that you all have. And I know that there's another one that you just announced today that we'll talk about at the end of the show. Because uh, I think that's super dope, too. We got to make sure we get some love for that. But you'll have to wait for the whole episode until you can hear what that is if you're not on Twitter <laughs> and all that other good stuff already. Um, so episode 220. Man, that's a big number. Uh, didn't know that we were going to get to that far this fast, but it seems like it's flying. Uh, this week has been flying too. Uh, we've been playing a lot of games. I know that I have been playing some stuff. Reef has been playing some stuff. Time's been playing some stuff. Uh, Cicero now is playing uh, Turn the Lights On uh, <laughs> in his apartment. Um, uh, so he'll hopefully be back with us next week. Um, but I kind of want to dig into some of the stuff we've been we've been playing this week. Um, Reef, I know that you were really excited about some of the games that you were digging into yeah. uh, for the past couple of days. Yeah, I mean, I think the big one, even though it's a DLC, is the uh, uh, recent DLC on Destiny 2 called Warmind. Um, mm. As we all know, D- Destiny 2 has definitely had its ups and downs, probably more downs and ups. Um, been very controversial game. Uh, sort of the uh, a lot of the more hardcore fans from Destiny 1, um, like the big streamers sh- sh- and stuff, have like kind of left um the game um because i don't play it that much because i have a lot of other games to play i've always found it cool and fun um but the main criticism for it is that you know if you try to play it like you play the original destiny which was you know thousands and thousands of hours that that destiny 2 you know just doesn't have the content to uh, back that up um so obviously a new dlc is a it's it's a paid dlc i think that the new content is actually pretty solid now, I don't think it's solid enough that if you completely hated Destiny 2 that it would bring you back, nor do I think that if you have it that and you haven't already paid for it, that you should go out and buy it. But if you, you know, kind of got bored of the game and you, you know, bought one of these like editions where you already have like the DLC, which a lot of people do with uh, games like uh, Destiny, I would definitely say reinstall the game and get back into it because i think that the story in the campaign is probably the best um sort of story wise that i've seen out of destiny um Mm -hmm. and uh really cool mechanics on the boss fights um the changes that they made to 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 a lot of the um 
exotic weapons really make a huge difference and um, really addresses like a big criticism of the game, which is that all the weapons kind of feel the same um, yeah. in the sake of a balance. Now, like they just unbalance the shit out of some of the weapons and, <laughs> and like, it feels really good. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, I'm, I'm much more of a, of a PVE player than like a, a, a PVP player. And mm-hmm. so like in that case, I'm like, I don't care if it's unbalanced. Like if I'm having fun against a bunch of like enemies, that's all I care about. So I've been having a ton of fun with the, uh, with the new weapons. Um, I feel like that they kind of made the, they made certain parts of the game much more difficult. So I kind of had that feeling that, that like, that like I had in games like a breath of the wild and God of war where like you wander into an air un- into an area under leveled and, and like it's like holy shit i'm getting one-shotted <laughs> you know yeah um so like you kind of get that at aspiration like i want to grind to kind of take out this like guy uh, you know which i've most recently felt about like the valkyries and like god of war um so uh yeah i i think it's good you know um i haven't dipped into the crucible side of things into the pvp part i know that they made a lot of of uh, changes there as well so i can't speak for that but i've played about you know about i'd say about six hours um if if i include like the campaign strikes and the public events and like a whole bunch of like optional quests and like i i enjoyed myself i think that this is one of the you know small things that bungie needs to do to kind of slowly turn the ship to get back into positive favor with the majority of the uh of of the community um supposedly in september they're going to release another update and that's really one that a lot of people um at a recent like community summit that bungie had with a bunch of like the high profile players and streamers they said that they saw some really cool stuff that's that that that's going to be in the in the september event that they can't talk about because of nda Mm -hmm. stuff but yeah, I, I think that this is a great piece of like uh, content. Not revolutionary, but it's solid, um, and it's hopefully p- pointing toward you know a really good piece in September. Tanya, did you jump into any of the Destiny's uh, like the previous kind of um, <clears throat> not patch, but the previous uh, content that came out? Um, I've been playing it, and I haven't had a chance to play the newest DLC yet. It's downloaded. And, you know, I was a lapsed Destiny player before 2 came out because I had gotten it to the first one when Taken King released. And that was a mistake. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was playing with people who had been playing the game since, like, the beta, day zero. And they knew it in and out. Like, running those raids was nothing to them. Me, I just got the game, used my level up token, but I didn't know how to play. Mm. And it's like, oh, we're all the same level. We can go do this content. And it's like, I didn't even know how to triple jump. Or anything like that. So it wasn't yeah. fun. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of games, especially like a lot of the Battle Royale and other games are are making so if you don't have a regular crew to run with, you're not going to get a lot out of the game. And it's not going to yeah. be fun. So I play it, but it's it's turned into a, I want to hang out with my girls on, on voice chat while we go run around and mindlessly shoot things. <laughs> yeah, which which is perfectly fine for, you know, I mean, I mean, people do that when WoW and you know, other multi- massively multiplayer games. That's, yeah, but that's... stuff like WoW, you kind of got, like, I can't play Guild Wars and just talk and not pay attention to what I'm doing. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. Destiny, other than the jumps 
it's not at least for me and I, this could be different for other people but for me i could like run and jump and shoot stuff and still hold a conversation it's yeah, not a yeah, it's 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 like a phone call like unless you're doing like a raid which requires like you know a lot of cooperation and the mechanics and that stuff i feel like it's yeah you could just run around jump shoot and just talk shit you know yeah. and, and just catch up with 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 a, with, with with the people one thing i love to um hear about is i, I know that um paris on a gamer tag radio often talks about how he plays that plays destiny with with his son a lot and like how how they bonded over the game and had lots of cool like conversations while they were just running around and shooting aliens in the head you know so so yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's i think it's cool to have as just like a party chat thing kind of you know yeah, and I'm, One of my I'm favorite. Sure oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. No, I'm sure I'll get into it. It's downloaded. But, you know, just like when you turn on anything else, it's like, oh, you have like 8 million gigs of things to download. We'll be done <laughs> tomorrow. So I'll get, I'll get to it eventually, hopefully by the end of the month. Yeah. I feel like everyone's pile of shame is still growing oh, from man. 2017. Yeah. It's like everyone still has their pile of shame they never really got to. And then more dope stuff is coming out. And then more DLC dope stuff is coming out. Like I love, I love being in a room watching Paris's son carry him throughout <laughs> throughout, throughout large swaths of uh, of campaigns and 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 stuff. Uh, it brings me nothing but joy uh, to watch him fall off cliffs and, and all that good stuff, so I can talk shit about him. We have a running joke about who falls first whenever there's a jumping <laughs> puzzle. Um. So yeah. Um. It, it and I'm actually kind of happy to hear you say that about the like, you know games that will give you that time and space to just kind of like be with the people in the room and still like engage with the content, but you're not really paying attention to it. I kind of like that stuff where, um, destiny kind of feels like that. Fortnite even feels like that in some ways too, oh, absolutely. Uh, from the time that, I, from the time that I've been playing that, but, um, and I'll get to a little bit more about that once I talk about the stuff that I was running, but the Warmind stuff, I agree. It feels really good. It's weird because I gave up on Destiny for a very long time. Yeah. Um, I got to like level 300 light when that was the cap and then stopped playing because I was just like, there's nothing else for, for me to do. And was waiting for this new Warmind stuff to come out. And it feels good. I'm, I'm worried, though, that I'm still finding myself in that same kind of loop because I haven't started to get the, the like cool weapons yet. And I haven't started to like think about raid stuff yet. And I'm still like basically trying to get up to whatever the cap is so I can be competitive and be with people who are like actually going to do that stuff. But the, the thing I love about destiny at this point is the pickup and playability of getting back on the horse, so to speak, feels really good. Like the weapons that you liked before you put it down for a while once you pick them back up, even though they might have changed in, in the ways that their perks work and stuff like that, the actual like shooting of a gun with the stuff that you've been using uh, for a while, you just find yourself just magically just in that same sweet spot really fast, which is super dope. I love that part. Yep. Like that part is super cool. Um, what else? What else are you playing besides Warmind stuff? Reed? Uh, I've been really digging uh, this game that's out on all platforms, but I've been playing on the Switch called Raging Justice. Mm. Um, it's essentially a, uh, love letter to like the side scrolling beat em ups of the late eighties and early nineties. So it feels very much like final fight in streets of rage, which is mm. pretty much where the name kind of comes from. And, you know, it's the typical thing. Like the city has been taken over by gangs. You're a cop, but you go and beat the hell out of anyone in your way. 
And you can also arrest people and get bonus turkeys and food. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's unapologetically like it's a beat em up. You, you, you have the same levels. You have your warehouse level. You have the streets. You have the mansion, you know, um, and they throw in other cool things that you could drive around a lawnmower and run people over. Um, all, <laughs> all the enemies have dance moves. So like occasionally they'll just break into like a weird dance if they knock you down. Like it's Wait, what? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like a definitely like, t- like tongue in cheek kind of love letter to, 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 uh, those games. Um, I would say it has the challenge of them too. Like it's definitely not an easy game. Um, it's yeah. not as hard as, um, the previous side scroller that I really liked, which is, um, Wolverblade, which I loved, but that game was very difficult to beat. Um, mm. this game isn't as hard as that, but it, it, even on normal, it, it has a, a, a nice challenge challenge, but you know, I like this style of it, you know, it's 15 bucks, you know, um, I was, you know, I was gracious, gracious enough to get a, a review code for it. Um, but, but, but uh, yeah, I would definitely say, you know, if you have any nostalgia at all for those kind of games, I think that like, uh, that 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 like this is a great kind of you know spiritual kind of successor to them, you know. Yeah. If you YouTube it or you watch some of the clips that like I tweeted out under the Raging Justice hashtag, I mean you, you'll get a quick idea of like what it is. It it doesn't try to be any more than it 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 purports to. It's just like you're gonna punch, kick, grab, and pick up turkeys and beat big bosses. <laughs> And Bin like, Chicken was my favorite from the chat. Bin Chicken is the best <laughs> term of all time. That's actually an uh, Australian thing for uh, what are those stupid birds that, that we would see them in the zoo, but they were walking around in Sydney just chilling. Ostriches? No, not ostriches. They were small. I um ibis ibis. Oh oh ibises. Oh ibises. Yeah, they're just walking around yeah. in Sydney. No, not emus. But it, they were ibises. And I was just like, um, I was like, why? Why is this not in the zoo? And of course, being Australia, they're like, they're just hanging out. And I'm like, no, no, this belongs in a zoo. Australia, the land where everything could possibly kill you. Right. I was like, look, people already acted like everything was going to murder me, sight unseen. <laughs> just oh, there's Kim. When Kim was there with me. And, and probably saw my, oh, God, what is this? Why is it not in a zoo? <laughs> That's kind of great. That's great. What else What else have you been playing, Tanya? What's some of the um, stuff that you've been having on your plate? Finish God of War, at least the story. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so now there's still all of this world. I, I feel like I got my money's worth. Um, mm. In and out of Far Cry 5 uh, with, with Melvin, who's in the chat. Um, got Pillars of Eternity 2, uh, shout out to Versus Evil for the code, and, uh, bought Battletech, haven't had a chance to play it yet. Okay. Yeah. That's, I've been hearing so much good stuff about Battletech. Yeah, and I think I've been hearing a lot about that too. Waypoint has been like killing me in the past two months. They've been, th- they've been playing so many fun games that I'm just like, I don't know if I, like, I don't have the, the strategy thing. Because it stresses me out. Like XCOM, I feel is a really great game. It's it's super fun, but it stresses me the fuck out. Oh, I love the game. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna spoil it, Malavent. Um, no, I love XCOM. I actually love those turn based games. Yeah. But when, because for those that don't play XCOM, a lot of times you will name the characters after your friends. 
Mm-hmm. Don't get attached to them. Because <laughs> uh, your friend, if you name them after your friends, they will die. Probably die horribly. Um, but it's also just figuring yeah. out what to do. And XCOM 2 seems to be a lot more... It punishes you a lot more for bad decisions and bad strategy. Mm. Also, don't for, don't forget, guys, you switch owners. If you have not played Mario and Rabbits, very, very good XCOM-esque strategy game. Very, very good. What? Yeah. Is it really? Yeah, it's very good. Man, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. yeah, it was it was kind of a surprise success last year. Like it was like I didn't think Ubisoft could really take a Nintendo franchise and make a good, a good game out of it, but they did. It's good. Yeah, I, I oh. I've watched people stream it. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Um, yeah. Oh, the other thing I did grab, and I granted I played it on Steam, but it was a subsurface circular. Is that for Switch? Oh yes, and it translates oh, very right. well. Yeah, that's pretty it. dope. I didn't. That's that's gonna be fun. I like. I love that game. That yeah, game is great. Yeah, shout shout out to two time guest Mike Bithel, two time yeah. Chicago alumni. Yes. It is Mike Bithel. We need to get Mike back on the show. Hopefully, we can snag him at E three because he, he's like fun to talk to over the the internet, but he's way more fun to talk to. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, I had a chance to hang out with him a bit at GDC. It's night. Not that he's different online, but it's just like, oh, yeah. you're actually here, and we can have nuanced discussion. Yeah, it's fan- like he's he's fantastic to talk to in person. Like he all all his all his uh, uh, his British wit all, all comes through very very well. Um, uh, what have I been playing? I've been playing more Fortnite. I played some of the Thanos limited time uh, event stuff, which is stupid fun. Yeah, uh, I didn't think that I, I like. When I saw that that they that they were going to put this out, I was like, "Well, how are you going to translate this thing into that game and make it fun and keep it? It's not fair, but it's fun." <laughs> wait, wait! I, I thought it was just a skin. Is it like no? You become Thanos. You become Thanos in the game. So, like when you so when the first part of the map when you are flying in on your on your glider, mm-hmm. you see the spark of light come out of the, the air. And you see basically like a meteor hit the ground. And the meteor that hits the ground is the Infinity Gauntlet. Oh, so okay. it's basically like a mad dash to the Infinity Infinity Gauntlet. And then whoever gets it becomes Thanos. And then you have to kill Thanos to get the to get the Infinity Gauntlet from them. And then you do like cycle, rinse, and repeat until, okay. until you're the last person. Or until the last person is standing. The cool thing about it is, is like he has basically like three powers. Uh, one is like this really big leap into the air. So he basically jumps like a hundred feet into the air and then can slam down with his fist as like a, a ground pound. Yeah. Then he basically can like break through any wall that he sees like, or any <laughs> objects that he gets through. So like you can be hiding in the wall. He'll just bust through the whole building Kool-Aid man style. That, and, like, sounds, that sounds fun. Punch you up, punch you in the face. He also has a, a, a laser beam that he shoots out of his, out of his glove uh, that basically chops down on your health. But the cool thing is, like, it adds this whole other crossover thing that people have wanted from Fortnite, where people are like, man, you guys have such a great art team. We want to see you do all this cool stuff with the game. Um, Would it be cool to see all these other properties within this particular game? I don't think that you'd be able to do that with too many because it's just like then then it becomes like the Avengers game or the Marvel Legos of Fortnite kind of game. But seeing a cool crossover like this was really fun. It's like stupidly fun, just how 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 smartly 
they decided and designed the way that you use that character in that game. Um, I was really surprised by it, and it's it's a lot of fun. It's like Very super cool. fun, um, and it speaks to like the conversation you were having earlier about um, being in different places and playing different ways. Like I feel like Fortnite this week has re has re shown itself as like so many different kinds of experiences uh, at the same time. So I'm like I have my diehard people that I play with, and we're trying to get wins. I have people who I just want to get into a room and talk shit with and, and then it's like the in-between spaces where it's like i was playing with some Chicago residents uh this past week and it was so much fun to be able to play with them and i want to do more of that stuff too um yeah I've, some I've, of that. I've, I've, I've enjoyed the clips of of <clears throat> thanos's dance moves in the game oh, man. I've, I've really enjoyed him doing all these it's so unreasonably <laughs> good it's so good i do because they just mapped it into Thanos. You could just use all the emotes that you have currently unlocked, which is super good. Um, I, I still haven't played a way out, so I'm looking for someone to play that with. Because <clears throat> I still haven't played it. And I've been trying to get my wife to play it, and she's been looking at me, giving me the gas face for about two weeks. What, what um, system do you have it on? I have it on PS4. Okay. But, like, um, you, you, you can send a get, uh, uh, can you send, like, a guest thing? Like, on the PC so, version? Like how you can send a free version of someone to play. Yeah, I think you can do that on PS4 as well. Oh, we should, <clears> we should do, we should, we should, we should do it. Yeah, I want to do it and stream it because I want to, yeah. I want to like actually like do that and, and play the game. Yeah. Um, I've been playing a little bit of State of Decay two that I can't talk about at all. Uh, but shut I'm up. Into, that. Yeah, so I'm like I'm playing a little bit of that, which is super dope. Thank you, Microsoft. Woot woot. Uh, and. There's something else that I've been playing. I just couldn't think of it. it just, oh, I, I didn't. Did anybody get a chance to go back in and mess around with the God of War photo mode yet? Nope, because it just downloaded today, and that's what I might be doing when we're done here. I was thinking about <laughs> that too. I was like, I need to do some photo mode. I have to like go back into that game and do photo mode stuff. I need to because photo mode is so good. Um, yeah, I think that's everything. Uh, if I think of any others, oh, 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 Korg, Korg gadget on Switch cop that if you like to make music cop that joint oh yeah it's super, I, it's super I heard dope. you talking about that on jeff canada's on dlc podcast yeah it, it was way more involved than i thought it was yeah. it's a real sweet like that's the that's the the interesting part about it is like if you are really into music creation and you have thought about trying to do that on your ios device or um on your computer and stuff and you're like i need something that i'd want to do on a, in a kind of a more mobile space um the switch Korg gadget app app is it's not a game it's an app um it's totally cool for that it's like i'm enjoying it a bunch i just don't know how i'm gonna get the stuff that's on it off of it so, so that's the hard part they're like there's no real way to export that stuff yet at least from what i can tell besides basically like capturing it from a capture card and playing it that way or like i guess i guess because on the switch you can still do like short videos and yeah, maybe those, those are short just like videos 30 seconds this is so it's like thirty seconds. If you get a thirty second beat, that's like half a half, half a note. <laughs> you can awful. build upon that and send it out. Yeah, I haven't figured out a way to export any of that stuff yet without hooking it up to something else. So, yeah, that's um, really but cool. it is, but it's super fun though. It's super super cool. Um, first story actually. Let's jump into news. Uh, Reef, do you want to take the first story? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll I'll, I'll take the first story. Okay, so um, we've talked often on this show about loot boxes and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, we've had kind of like various opinions on it. Um, 
And I know that we, we don't want to overdo the loot box thing because we know that we could probably talk about it every week if we wanted to. But I thought that this was really interesting um, that over in Belgium, um, the Belgian Gaming Commission is actually recommending, you know, if you do a quote-unquote illegal loot box that you should be able to be criminally prosecuted. So, like, this is their gaming commission, and they're suggesting that against Electronic Arts, Valve, and Activision uh, Blizzard. Now, um, in in terms of, like... in terms of like what what is legal and like what is illegal, they define gambling as any game where a wager can lead to a loss or a win for at least one of the players, and when chance may have a secondary role in the course of of like a game. So they're basically saying that if you're doing all all, all this stuff, but you don't call it like gambling, you know that that could be illegal gambling because you don't label it as such and like you're selling it you know to kids and like and and like all that kind of stuff they calculated you know that um in overwatch that like you would have to open between 1300 and 1600 loot boxes to get every piece of loot in that game and while i would argue why do you need every piece of loot um that's still pretty pretty damn like like ridiculous um so yeah i mean i think it's interesting because anytime you know, an external thing outside of the industry is looking to like a regulated in like in like any country. I do worry that they're going to succeed, and then Europe or the U.S. or or like somewhere else. Well, well, like Belgium, Belgium isn't Europe, but I mean like like the like the EU Europe will like look at it and then say like, yo, like they could do it there, and then bring it here. You know, and I'm always one where I don't think we need external um like regulation i'm not sure how like both of you guys kind of feel about that um kai do you what do you feel about external regulation do you think it's something where you know if the gaming industry can't get their crap together that like you that like you'd be for or against some kind of like government kind of regulation whether 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 it's gambling stuff or like even things like crunch you know or or or, Mm -hmm. like unions or these other like you know um, really controversial topics in the industry. I think it depends on this on the particular topic, like crunch, and and if people don't know what crunch is, it's basically like towards the end of a game, basically developers or the the companies that developers work for will ask them to work really long hours to like make a game get over the finish line. Um, I, I think it de- yeah, I think it really depends on the situation. Like for this particular thing, I I have been on record for the most part of feeling like a lot of these conversations are kind of unreasonable and unneeded. Um, I felt like people have been able to self-regulate this kind of stuff fairly well. And maybe the conversations have been a little bit overblown. Um, After reading the article too, it's, it's very difficult for me to not change that stance. Um, If you, and and I put a link to this in the chat and and we'll put in our show notes as well. Cause I think that even though the article that, that this story comes from gives a good overview it really takes a second kind of deep dive into the actual like study itself when they share that information out. And it feels like Belgium in this particular space, the, the, the conversation about loot boxes when looked at up against the particular law that they are citing, it feels like just that law alone 
is kind of looking at things through this very, um, very handholdy way, which yeah. I, I don't necessarily know is necessary. And I don't think that stuff translates well to what we do here because I think that we have a lot of places and spaces where you can kind of figure out how to manage some of those things. Um, I'm more curious to see what Donald Trump thinks about this, to be honest, like in a weird, stupid way, in a weird, stupid way. Like I would like to see what, if you were to give this to Trump and have him look at it, what his ideas would be to help regulate loot boxes. And I'm sure that would be really bad. Yeah. I'm sure you have a very insightful comment on it too. Yeah. I'm sure that there'll be, um, it would be like be best. It'd be like the be best of, of loot boxes. Like how do we fix that thing? I, I don't know. It's uh, it, it doesn't this, this this particular thing doesn't make a lot of sense to me, um, and I, I don't think that this would be a thing that would pass the mustard here because uh, we're still trying to figure out what those things are and regulate what we think gambling is versus what it isn't here as well. So it's hard it's hard to know. Yeah, yeah. What's what's your view on it, um, Tanya? On sort of like external like regulation, do you think it's all right? Kind of given what the circumstance, or is it something where you think the industry should be able to? police themselves on these kind of things um well i'm torn because on the one hand you know you are enticing people to spend extra money after they've already bought the game but no one is making you do this and the the argument i always wind up kind of observing or hearing is the is this gambling and people want to whip out the legal definition of no it's not gambling but then you have the but are you encouraging um what's the word addictive behaviors so I hope that we don't get to a point where anyone feels like it needs to have to be legally legislated. Cause if you can't prove that it's legal gambling, do you then have to disclose everything? Do you have to tell people their chances of what they could win, what they could not win? And it, can you even say it's winning because there's not a tangible thing you are getting? Yeah. At least in the case of Overwatch, cause like it's, it's all cosmetic, but people are making a choice to spend that five, 10, whatever dollars. So, yeah, but I mean, you know, and, and, and Mavir um, made a point about like folks who spend all the money, who spent a lot of money like Mass Effect 3 multiplayer. So there are always going to be games where you have an option to opt in, even Far Cry 5, you know, stuff that I don't earn in in-game cash, I could buy silver bars, same with Destiny. You know, at the end of the day, no one is forcing anyone to buy loot boxes. Right. But there should be an equitable way to get something either through game currency, through missions, whatever, versus it's a literal pay-to-win thing like we had with uh, Battle... battle uh, I almost called it Battletech. Battlefront. <laughs> right. So, you know, like certain things you can only get if you bought these boxes, and that gave you an unfair advantage. So right. if I knew my chances, like, hey, you really want this Mercy skin, you might have to pony up money, versus, well, you can spend your five bucks and you may get a super rare thing, you may get trash. But without knowing those odds, people can't make an informed decision on what to spend their money on. I don't think it needs to go the way that Belgium is Belgium is here. But, you know, as far as what Trump thinks, I'm sure he's going to blame video games on some kind of form of addiction. And, <laughs> and Obama. Look, I had to save those thoughts for so mad because it would be all the cussing. It would be all the cussing and nothing about games for the rest of the night. Um, and we just know that, you know, video games have already been blamed for shootings instead of 
lack of gun control. So this is going to be yet another thing that video games get blamed for. But, you know, we can't even give people health care in this country, so no one's going to legislate a loot box. Right. Yeah, I, I really like what you said about the percentages. To me, like, just put the percentages on, because people that want the shit are going to get it anyway. Right. Like, like, put percentages on and then make everything available to direct buy, even if the prices are super high. Like, right. I'm like, just give people that option. Like, if you want to get a Mercy skin for 25 bucks, or you can try, like, uh, loot boxes, I feel like that would be like the way to go and i feel like it's a win-win i feel like that like they would profit off of either people trying it in the loot boxes or paying these obscene prices for uh skins which i believe i there's a game that i there's some game i can't think think of now where, where they do that like like you can buy a skin or 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 like i think it's league where you can buy like a skin or like heroes and stuff for like very high prices but if you really want it you know like you'll do yeah. it, and and it's not optional. I mean, it's it's like optional, you know. Right, so or or like... or have a way of like, okay, if you really got the money and you really want to spend fifteen dollars to make sure you get like this special skin, or if you don't get it during an event, because there's like a lot of Overwatch stuff that like it'd be great to have, but there's a rando chance for my five to ten dollars, I may get something awesome, I may not. But right now, you can buy a Mercy skin, and yes, it benefits breast cancer. And it's a good cause. But if they can set that up to direct buy this one skin for charity, you should be able to have a skin. It's like, well, if you got the loot, you can buy these skins. If you don't get it through regular means. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. It's weird because, like, in like I, I'm one of those folks who buys a lot of skins in Fortnite. I've spent probably way more money than I should have in Fortnite because they keep putting out really good stuff. But I never go into that transaction thinking that, like, in that one or in Overwatch or any of those other ones where it's, like, it's more chance as opposed to, like, I know exactly what I'm going to get in Fortnite. I'm paying for exactly what I want. Right. I never go into that transaction thinking, like, oh, man, if I don't get this, I'm going to be disappointed if I don't get the thing that I wanted. Like, I, I don't have that weird – I don't have that connect disconnect why I don't see that being a part of the actual transaction. So I'm, I have a hard time, you know, reconciling with people who are like, well, it's an addictive behavior thing. And it, it makes it makes it more difficult for people to like get over those things. I'm just like, I understand that. But you you know, the dangers going in. It's like the, but some even people if you literally put... don't if they've got an addiction issue. Some I mean, people, I mean, and that's where the, and that's where a lot of this argument comes from is that sure. even if we can't legally pin it down as gambling, because there's no tangible yeah. thing, there's no cash prize, there's no cash value, but we can say you are encouraging or make, making people want to do this because they don't know the percentage, they don't know the chance of so like, it's across the board, same chance every time I buy a loot box in, um, in uh, what do you call it? In not Destiny, in Overwatch. If I yeah. buy fifty dollars worth of loot boxes, that's what twenty boxes, fifteen boxes. That's fifteen chances I know I bought. But you know, a lot of people do that because an event happens. They really want that one skin, and yeah, they're going to be disappointed. But if it's when you hit that unreasonable level of I gave you money and I got crap, you knew that when you gave them your credit card. Income. Yeah, that's right. where I think that's where I think the delineation needs to be. 
the people that know and they're upfront, like, here's my 15 bucks during this event, I get what I get, that I don't earn during play, versus people feel like I got cheated. Now, this is me about Street Fighter V. Mm-hmm. Because if I've already spent $60 on the game, and I've spent more money to get characters, and I still don't get their stages, and that, I mean, and that's not a loot box per se, but it's an yeah. add-on where I'm still not getting my value, what I feel is a good value, because I've given you now ninety, a hundred and twenty dollars, and don't have everything. Yeah, I think I think there's different, there's huge differences in in those parts, and it's interesting because it's like you're fight, you're consistently trying to fight the human condition and human behavior, right? Where mm-hmm. like even if they were, because they do this, they do this in in. Um, in Asia, I believe on some of the games that they play, that they have that are, that are like uh, pachinko and some other stuff that have those kind of mechanics in it, where it's like mm-hmm. um, more, more, more definitely gambling uh, of your money and time and stuff like that, where they put the percentages on, on the boxes, but people still do it. Yeah. People still smoke cigarettes, even though it's a big ass warning. It's like, you're going to get cancer. Yep. So it's like, how do you, how do you, you can still do all the things to safeguard people, but if the humans are going to still do what they want to do, then does it make a difference? That's the part that I've always been hung up on where people are like, well, you gotta, you gotta safeguard people from doing destructive things to themselves by not putting it out into the world. I'm like, yeah, but humans have been doing that for ever. Like since there's been humans, people have been constantly putting themselves in danger and fucking themselves up. And putting themselves in bad positions. Motherfuckers have bungee jumping. No one needs bungee jumping. No one needs. No one needs that shit. But people do it all the time. Like you don't need it. Or jumping out of planes. Yeah, like there's a bunch of shit that have like fucked up odds. But people still (laughs) do it all the time. Flying. Flying is taking your life in your hands, really. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Shit. Black people can't even sleep in dorm rooms no more. So God so God knows. Like everybody takes risks. I'm not saying that people shouldn't be safeguarded in real ways if it's like really destructive behavior, but also people like humans going to do do human shit. So like you can't save everybody. It's unfortunate, but it's true. Mm. Anywho, after I took a big gulp of water, um, moving on. Uh, it looks like a really cool thing is going to happen for your phone uh, in the next couple of weeks. It looks like uh, it looks like if you ever wanted to play a Steam game on your phone, you'll be able to do so. Uh, it looks like they're going to have a Steam Link app on your phone, uh, which I I kind of like. And I at first I would have laughed at this thing and been like, this is really stupid. But having seen how well the PS4 Link stuff works... I am actually okay with this. I don't know what game you would play from your library. Like, I don't know if I want to play Watch Dogs 2 on my phone like this. But I think it's a really interesting thing that could be fun for smaller games that are either, you know, turn-based where, you know, I I could totally see playing XCOM on this. You know what I mean? Like, that would be a fun game to kind of play on my mobile device. Is there... Is there... Anything, Tanya, that you feel like is a game that you might might feel like would translate well uh, in, in this kind of format? Stardew Valley is the only thing I can think of. Yeah. Huh. Stardew Valley and even XCOM for me would be hard because it's a point and click. I have right. so much space on my phone versus <laughs> the monitor I've got sitting in front of me. And, and, you know, and do I need an internet connection? Is this going to help me when I'm taking a flight or when I'm on the train? What is, like, to me it's stupid, and I'm going to be the person who still laughs at it. 
if mm-hmm. I want to desperately play games while I'm on the go that badly, I will take my laptop with me. Or, you know, I cannot play a game for a couple hours while I'm in transit. To me, it's who, just... who, That's not fair. No one wants yeah. to not play video Madness. games in transit. I'm that? just saying, but I've got a Switch. <laughs> also, I've got a Switch. I've got a laptop. There, yeah. There's very little to me that's going to translate to the scale on my phone. And granted, I've got a large screen that is going to make it worth it for me. And are they no. going to try to charge me again to play the same games on my phone? I don't think they would charge you for it. It's a free app. So the app no, is free. free. It, or remember, PlayStation free. wants to charge you for PS Now. And it's like, oh, rent the games you already own. Yeah. I mean, well, that's... Well, PS Now is no, that, for stuff that's in the, your older... Li- it's like an older library stuff. Right, though, but right? it's like, if I already own it, why am I going to pay to rent by the hour a game I already have? I Well, I, well it depends, <laughs> though, too. Like, there are games... Like, I don't... Yeah, convenience, right? So, like, I don't have a PS2 anymore, and I don't have a PS3 anymore. If there was a game that I knew that I could, that I wanted to have that experience in a short amount of time, is like I just need to get that fix and feel what it was like to do that thing. It's cheaper. It's cheaper than that. I don't know if the technology has gotten better because I've only I've only used it once in the trial trial period. And that was years ago, but I don't know if it's gotten better. But that would be a cool a cool like application for it. I think. I don't know. Reframing. Yeah, I mean, I think this is cool from a technological perspective, but I'm kind of with Tanya that it's kind of silly. Um, I mean, I, I, I like the fact that it, that it can also go to things like an Apple TV. So I can mm-hmm. conceive of a situation where, you know, I have my computer in my office and there's a game that I want to play downstairs. I could play it on my big TV through the Apple TV if if it actually has a high enough like fidelity and is something I can control with the controller. I mean, it, it, it's it's so many specific cases. It's these few like specific cases where it's like, oh, that might be cool, but that's not enough to me to justify making this whole thing and making a big deal out of it. Like, I, I'm I'm not sold on this being really functional or really like y- utilized for anything other than a few edge cases. Yeah, right. like this is this is the most like this is a cool thing that we that we know that we can do now. Kind of a thing more than anything else. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is like one of those things that like uh, like Google does when they have all their employees do that like ten percent time or whatever, where they could do their own <laughs> stuff, and like sometimes those come out as little betas and stuff. This feels like something like that. Like some Valve employee was just messing around, and they were like, "Hey, let's just release it." <laughs> That's one of one of those things that people are just like, "Well." All right, somebody like somebody in the back. That guy who was like in the basement with the red stapler, who was like, <laughs> "Yo, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna work on this one project and see if I can get it done." Yeah. All right. All right. I give I give that person props. I give that person <laughs> some love because I'm like that person has dedicated and figured out a way to get that cool stuff to work. Um, <clears throat> last story of the night uh, for episode two twenty. Uh, if you were paying attention to all the goodness on the internet. Um, and saw a conversation about E3 leaks, which is coming up in less than less than a month, or almost about a month from now, which is madness. Uh, that that's even that that close. Um, you saw that Walmart in Canada basically spilled all the beans about a lot of different things that you'll probably hear in a in a month, uh, including 
they did this on a listing on their website. They launched, it, uh, talked about and leaked a bunch of unannounced game titles on their website Wednesday. Uh, some of those included Rage 2, Just Cause 4, Gears of War 5, Borderlands 3, uh, Lego DC Villains. Uh, and there were also placeholders for stuff uh, like uh, Division 2, Beyond the Good and Evil 2, and The Last of Us 2. Um, it said many of the leaks have been uh, since removed from, from the site. Uh, but you can definitely check those uh, folks out. Wario64 on Twitter uh, broke that story. Uh, and that person, uh, whoever runs that account, usually is pretty on point when it comes to leaks and things like that. Like, they're pretty yeah. uh, reputable. reputable. Um, so if they see or you see something from them, usually know that it's probably on point. Is anybody worried or upset at the stuff that got shared or got leaked? Reef, what about you? No, I mean, it's a bunch of part two, part three, part four, part five, the stuff. I mean... I, I don't see anything here that I mean. Rage Two is probably the the one big shocker that I feel like if I heard that at E three, I'd be like, "What?" Because I never thought that. I, I well, I guess that was Bethesda since they own it, but I, I would have never thought that they went back to Rage. I yeah. mean, the, I mean, the first Rage was pretty dope. Like visually, it looked like nothing else. Yeah. The gameplay was all right. I mean, I'm not. There's a lot of people that really love that game. I didn't love it. But it was cool, and, and I'm always a big fan of like John Carmack pushing the pushing the envelope, like on the graphics and stuff. So that that to me does rob that surprise. Yeah. Um, everything else, as I look through it, I'm like, okay, Gears Five, wow, okay, like another Forza Horizon, <laughs> another Assassin's Creed, like another like like you know what I'm saying? Like I'm like, I love, you know, I love how you said that, Joy. Too, you was like, yo, Gears Five, whatever. Yeah, oh, I, I mean it's because because I mean it's like wow, Microsoft's making another Gears game. Oh, it never blows my mind. Yeah, like, come on, man, get out of here. Um, and then there's other games where I wonder why they exist, like Just Cause Four. Like, what more could you possibly do with Just Cause? Like the last game, you would jump out of a plane, do, do like a shoot, like pull out a rocket launcher, blow something up, fall. Like it was just like crazy. Like so, I don't see where they can really go with that series. I've never um, played a Just Cause game yet. Yeah, I'm. I mean, like you can grab them cheap on a Steam. They always have them on there for like really cheap. I, I mean, they're like they're not even really games. They're more like sandboxes, you know. Like yeah. it's it's like physics sandboxes of a GTA world without mm-hmm. really any like connecting tissue that makes sense. Yeah. But you know, I mean, these leaks are always going to happen. I mean, as I said, like. To me, these conferences are losing, like, relevance to where you have to wait to announce a date at this conference. So to me, if it gets leaked early, yes, it's not as cool as seeing somebody on stage saying something. But also, I'm like, I'd rather know sooner. So, Mm. Tanya, what are your your thoughts about? leaked games going into e3 and any any of the ones that did get shared were you excited for it or you know kind um, of met on those i'm mad i mean right now what i want to hear about i want to everything i want to hear about is stuff that we know we're gonna see at e3 anyway mm-hmm. and i take it with a grain of salt because i mean both amazon and walmart and other places will list games with like a december 31 2099 release date forever you know look at kingdom hearts um 
I'm not too concerned about it. Because those games, if I was real hyped for it and, and wanted to be surprised, I'd be a little upset. But yeah. leaks are a thing in the business. It's like, at this point, I'm not surprised when there's a leak. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm actually excited to see what they're going to do at Rage 2. Uh, because there was a point in time where the Rage was the standard for graphics. And when it came out, it was, like Reef said, no one had ever seen anything that looked that pretty. And also, I had a computer that couldn't run it, so it didn't make that big of a difference. <laughs> it's, it's like the, it was, that was like my version of Crisis. That was like Crisis Two. That was like Crisis PS PTSD for me. It was like, oh, it's another game I can't fucking run on my computer that I bought for unreasonable amounts of money that that I can't play shit on. Um, Gears of War Gears of War Five is such a weird title, like everyone has been talking about Microsoft needing to do something new. And they have two or three titles in that list that people were just like, no one wants this anymore. Like no one, no one is literally going to wait for another, another coal train, the young, the younger years to come out and, <laughs> and care about that particular game. Like no one cares about those characters anymore. And it sucks because the, the newer ones were kind of throwaway anyway in the last yeah. game. Like that game, that game was okay. And it looked cool, but it didn't do anything different that made people really excited. Yeah, um, and, and and like it was supposed to sort of transition the story from like Marcus, Marcus to, yeah. these, to his son and these new characters. And I agree with you. I don't think they effectively did it. Like I can't even name the like Blaine? the character. Yeah, like I don't you even know, know the dude's name. Blaine. It was yeah. what's his name? Mitchell. Mitchell I mean, they were basically. <laughs> They, they were like those random like Call of Duty NPCs that they like pair you with, and then like you're like, okay, I remember that was like a white scruffy guy with a bandana. Do I remember his name? No. Here's the crazy shit: they look like the default characters that you get in Fortnite before you spend money. <laughs> That's what they Fortnite. look like. They look like they look like broke broke Fortnite player. It's, it's like that's what they look like. But the the game that I'm actually kind of excited about that they will show is Borderlands Three. That is a game that I am actually really excited for. That's going to yeah, be a thing that I'm super hyped for. Division Two, we all knew was going to happen and, and and was coming, but I I am actually really excited for the fact that that game is going to hopefully maybe match what it looked like in the E3 trailer that got everyone excited about, uh, about that game in the first place, which was, you know, breathtaking and, and people were like bugging out because it looked so good. And I'm wondering if they're ever going to hit that fidelity mark, um, in that particular game. I mean, may- but, maybe on the pro or the one I doubt on the regular consoles, maybe like who knows at this point, but it's going to, it's going to be pretty good to be able to see all that stuff. Um, yeah, sh- yeah uh, sh- strangely enough, like Last of Us is one of my favorite games of all time, but I'm not excited what? for Last of Us 2. Like, I kind of. What? I like don't. Like, what? to me, that story is done. What? Like, it was such a. Well, okay, they did leave it as sort of. Well, no, no. I will stick to my guns. I think that story is done. Like, when I finished it and I finished the DLC, I was like, that was an amazing, amazing story. I feel like Last of Us 2 is going to be nothing but a gore fest. Well, here's the weird thing is like, I agree with you in that respect. Tanya, did you, did you play through Last of Us and like finish through, through all that? I didn't finish it, but it, it was kind of gory on its own. Oh, super gory. Yeah. And there was just yeah, yeah, things yeah. where I'm like, I'm, I need to not be here with these disgusting <laughs> creatures. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> I played like I played Resident Evil, and uh, like for me, some games are veering into gore porn slash just disgusting stuff for the sake of shock value versus a story. But Last of Us had a good story. Yeah, at least I thought so. I know people want to argue, keep it. I don't care right now. Um, yeah, but there's always there was just like it was just like why why do we have to go here? You know, yeah. like things where you would see like. A, how, what brain did this come out of? <laughs> why Why is it in the game? But also, is this, like, at, when do we get this level of, when do we hit that point of this is too much? You know? I don't know. Like, I'm, I am weird. I'm weirdly in that other side of the fence. I'm one of those people who people are like, Kali's a little bit weird about that gore stuff. Because I was, I was raised on horror movies and, and have a love for practical effects and, and and the way that they're doing stuff with digital effects and, and all this stuff now where i remember when the um last of us 2 trailer came out and people were like this is too edgy and this is too gory and this is too stuff and i was like nah this is dope like keep going i'm okay with it like yeah. I'm, i personally i'm personally like all right with it like i'm one of those folks who when i'm thinking about the digital landscape and where we possibly can go weirdly gore is one of the places that i actually am okay with it being as gory as it possibly can like i want to see weird shit in the next mortal Kombat. i like that stuff it's for me it's personally okay um yeah but yeah, for me always. i'm just like if i just yeah. eat lunch no no i feel you on that i mean there's places like i definitely think there's places and times for that shit like it shouldn't be like barney Barney playing, and then you just see somebody get their brain stomped out, like on the next scene. Like this, like there's times and places for that stuff. Like again, there's like times of the day where you can't show that kind of stuff on TV. You know, there's there's you know different channels where you just can't see gore like that. Um, but I feel like in an interesting way where people are trying to get to the uncanny valley, I feel like there are interesting ways that you can do some of the gory stuff in digital format that will play for effect, but also um could possibly lend to enhancing or at least not enhancing but kind of bringing that full story to fruition in a in a visual way which yeah. i think is interesting to see them play that stuff out like gore for the sake of gore i know that there are people who hate that stuff and and i'm okay with it but i feel like if you if it plays to what you're trying to convey within the story then i think it's okay yeah and i think that's I think I, I, yeah that, that's like why i enjoyed the the, the doom remake yeah, right. Like, like, su- like su- super gory game. I know it's not for everybody, but I feel like they kind of set your expectations. Like this is what it is. Like you know, and they just deliver on that time and time again. Like yeah. I agree with you. It's, it's more the dissonance I have a problem with when you're playing mm. like a like like one way and then all of a sudden like you know someone's yeah. head splits in half or something. You're like what? Yeah. yeah. Like like it's funny because i'm thinking about stuff that that would go that would lend towards that in ways that would and this is usually for stuff that's just like horror based like i like the 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 toll on the human condition kind of stuff like in some games like i'm thinking like if the this war is mine doesn't really lend towards that because it wasn't that kind of game but a game where that's trying to talk about real life situations and in ways that are gripping in that way like hurt locker style stuff like i would be okay with there being gore there or um uh, i just had it in my head for a horror game that would be in that same vein like if they made a re like they made a outlast a little bit would be okay with that stuff i I think more 
Until Dawn would be something like that too, where it's like kind of campy, but you can still like do all the bloody bits there. But I think more about that in terms of like if they remade another Dead Space game, that yeah, would that be was pretty gory. <laughs> that would that would be one where like I want you to go and take that extra step yes. to make it really gross and fucked up and stupid. Um, but yeah, again, don't send me don't send me hate mail about that. I one. want another Dead Space game. Now that I would want be a dead, a shock. That would be amazing if that was an E3. Next. I want a Dead Space game more than anything on the planet. Like that's a game that I that yeah. I want. Very so, good game. That tells you. It tells but you the about first how two, first two are very good. Oh my god! Yeah, play Dead Space two. Dead Space two yes. is the best the best of that series. But anyway. We're about to get up out of here uh, for episode 220. Uh, again, thank you everyone in the chat for hanging out this week. Um, before we boogie up out of here, I know that you, Tanya, and you, Reef, and C, in his avatar form, uh, had an announcement to share that you already shared on the uh, Twitters and on the social media. Uh, can you share that with the folks at home, too? Because I think they'd, they'd really dig it. Who wants uh, to go first? <laughs> you want to do yeah, the honors? Who, who wants to or? do it? I, I I will do the honors. I, I was defaulting to you since you are the uh, the uh, tabletop expert of, of 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 the crew. You are. It's true. Uh, but I, I I will steal the honors and take it upon myself. Um, Go for it. Yeah. So so uh, Tanya, me, Cicero, and and a bunch of other v- v- very cool people from I believe the uh, Dungeon Rats. Uh, D and D podcasts, as well as uh, Brandon um, from uh, I am Brandon TV. Um, uh, we are all going to be a part of the new Dungeons and Dragons uh, campaign called Stream of Many Eyes. Um, we're under the group Rivals of Waterdeep. Um, so over the summer, we'll, we'll be d- doing weekly games um, on Twitch.tv/DND, um, and the weekend of the first, we'll actually be in Los Angeles um at uh dnd's uh big conference where they'll be announcing everything we'll be playing some uh, some live games there'll be some cosplay involved um and like we'll be kind of like mixing there with the uh other uh, dnd groups and fans and like a uh, teams and all that stuff so i'm super excited we uh made all, all of our characters just like a couple of days ago um i'm fairly new to it so i was really excited to sort of you know have uh, people kind of like guide me through it, and yeah, I I have my own dice now, which I've never <laughs> owned, but which which I've never owned before. So it's like wait, pr- you've never crowded. had dice? I've never owned dice. No, wow, that's dope. I've only had this big foam, like uh, this big foam, you know, thing. So so I uh, yeah, so I'm 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 gonna be I'm, I'm gonna be D and Ding it up. And Tanya's cool. gonna be D and D it up, and Cicero's gonna be D and D it up. So, Bonami will have some significant representation in the D and D world, and super excited. That's badass. So, so every every week, I'm, I'm guessing every week that you'll be doing the show, it will just be a live running through yeah. of a session. Yep. Yep. That's cool. That's super yeah. Cool. And it'll it'll be in Chicago. Yeah. So, uh it's it's interesting because the cast is all people of color as well. Mm, yes. And, you know, shout out to Greg Tito for walking the walk and not yes. just talking it. Because, uh, believe it or not, vi- tabletop is worse than video games when it comes to representation. Um, I don't know if we can say what kind of characters. We could probably say our class, but that's about it. I, we probably can't get into details about our character. 
Um, put it this way, I'm the tank. So, <laughs> so everyone else is squishy at a magic user. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be in the back just casting shit and then running away. Reef's gonna be throwing science at people. Exactly. Gonna be great. Look, science could be a weapon. Oh, you guys cannot believe how much I'm gonna nerd out on the science on this. It's gonna be incredible. Oh, it's gonna be oh great. Oh my There's going to be so equations cool. galore. It's going to be awesome. Oh my God, this is great. This is great. Yeah, yeah and I'm just going to be, be standing there like, why don't you just pick up a sword? <laughs> <laughs> there, no, there, I, I don't know if there's a monk. I don't know um, what... Um, I forgot her name already, and I'm blanking out. because I, I have, Serena? Serena. I don't know what Serena's playing. And I, um, druid. So we have a druid, a sorcerer, a bard... What am I missing? A tiefling. A tief- well, that's the race. Do oh, remember- oh so, sorry. The the uh, warlock. 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 So they're all magic users. No, we are playing D&D for the edition. There's no gunslinger. Um, and this is like, this will be on the D&D Twitch channel. Um, and I'm a paladin. So that's I'm the cool. tank. Um, and a cool thing I didn't realize that we, um, I discovered in random chat is that Paladins are no longer forced. Well, you should be good aligned, <laughs> but you're not forced in the lawful good alignment. Yes, I can't. Yes, some wife. I'm sorry. I don't, you just said you just said stuff that just went way over my. No, head. I am I super like, excited because 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 I you know I've I've done other um, like I'm currently in a campaign for uh, Dungeon World, which is like a very a much more simplified version of Dungeons and Dragons. So, like, just, like, digging into the lore of the characters and, like, you know, what, like, building a background and stuff has been super fun. Like, it, it, like, it's really, I'm just so excited. Like, it really is, um, like, when you think about sort of playing RPG as a video game and how, you know, they've, obviously, video game RPGs were developed to simulate, you know, like, D&D and, like, these kind of kind of game so it feels like i'm making a game you know like, like it's really cool like i'm that's yeah dumb. i'm totally yeah, so. and then the other yeah. part of it is they're they're flying us out for uh the stream of many eyes event in la in june yes that's very cool um yeah well hopefully we'll be able to like re like maybe broadcast it while you are all doing it and yeah. share it here too um and maybe we'll be able to like i don't know well I don't know how they'll do replay stuff, but we'd love to figure out ways that we'd be able to like reshare some of that stuff out with the, with the rest yeah. of the Bukago fam um, and get that stuff uh, in there too. Um, Reef, can you give everybody at home the social media business before we get up out of here? Sure. Uh, spawn on dot me. That's the website, all our pretty faces, all our past episodes, all that good stuff there. Uh, c- c- catch us on Twitter at spawn on me, Facebook spawn, Spawn on me as well. Instagram spawn on me podcast, I believe, uh, and email spawn spawn on me podcast at gmail dot com. If you're listening to our audio show, which releases every Tuesday, uh, don't forget that we also stream stream all this live on Twitch. So if you go to twitch tv slash spawn on me Thursdays seven thirty Pacific, ten thirty p.m. Eastern, um, then you can check check us out. Jump in the chat, subscribe, throw your biscuits in the air, all that good stuff in there. There's a <laughs> lot of stuff that goes on in the chat that we don't mention during the show, but it's hilarious. Um, yeah. And if you want to go above and beyond, if you really, if you 
really dig our stuff and, and you want to both financially contribute so that we get to the next level and gain access to our um, bonus podcast as well as Born on Me After Dark and the Bricago Beltway, our political show, make sure to go to patreon.com slash Spawn on Me. Um, donate whatever you choose um, and, you, you know, help help us uh, make make Bricago as good as it can be. So thanks. A couple of quick things before we go, go. Um, yeah, again, thank you to all of our Patreons. You are effectively getting us all to E3 this year. <clears throat> um, you are helping us to to get there. Uh, for the first time, all of us will be at the show, uh, at the big show, representing real hard for all of you back in Bricago. So that's a that's a, a, a monumental thing, and it's been one of the things I've dreamt about since we started doing this show. Uh, so thank you all to everyone who's at home and, and on the internet who has helped supply us with those funds to get there. Uh, please continue to do so. Please uh, help us uh, even more. Um, quick editing note. Uh, we are in the transition of moving away from ESN.FM. Um, we're in the last stages of that transition. So if you've seen some delays in uh, shows coming out on Tuesday or on our, on our normal days, that's the reason why. Um, so I'm currently in the back end trying to get all of our shows back uploaded uh, to um, uh, the same feed. That, so you shouldn't really have any issues uh, if you're an iTunes user or using our stuff on the RSS feeds. Uh, but we're trying to get all that stuff transitioned over to stuff that we will control and not uh, just ESN.FM. Uh, so, uh, yeah, if there's some issues on that end, we're trying to work through them and we'll get through them as soon as we possibly can. So think about it in the next week or two. Uh, some of that stuff will probably be done and fixed and, and moved over. So all the episodes in there will be up there in the usual places. So thank you, everybody, again. Uh, thank you for rocking with us. Let me say goodnight. Peace, y'all. Peace.